Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 44 and 45 of The Dragon Reborn, Hunted and Camelot. Enjoy! Welcome to season three, episode 18. Um, moving uh, into some of the housekeeping stuff. Uh, as far as Patreon, we don't have any new Patreons. We haven't had a new one in a while, which is okay. Um, we still love the ones we have. Uh, we'd love more of you guys to join us. That would be awesome. Um, we can do things like buy better equipment. Um, even though we have good mics now, um, we always need more stuff. I mean, I, I need, uh, I can buy like mic booms for everybody and all sorts of other fun stuff. And then more giveaways. Um, most of our money goes towards that, um, either given away to our patrons because we different tiers actually get free merch, um, or we do monthly giveaways as well. Speaking of which in April, we're doing our next one. Um, it's going to be a hardcover copy of the dragon reborn. Um, so keep a lookout on the Twitters for that. Uh, we will be posting on Twitter for that giveaway in April at some point. Um, as far as listeners go, um, we did hit 3000 downloads on our first episode. So, um, you know, you can go like, we always talk about the total downloads and we're at like 53,000 total downloads through all of our episodes, but now we have an episode that actually has 3000 downloads by itself. So, um, that's our very first one. Um, and there's a big drop off. Cause I think people listen to our first one. It's like, Nope, not interested. This is horrible quality. <laughs> this is horrible quality. What do you guys do? Yeah. Our first episode was rough. <laughs> so any <laughs> so you guys that stuck around till, till today, obviously I think we got better. I don't know. Uh, at least, at least we, we, we got more confident with our, with our horribleness. Um, right. <laughs> we, we uh, our first episode was, was just very, uh, yeah, we were, we were definitely nervous and, and all the technical problems that could go wrong went wrong. So, and we just went with it because we had no idea what we were doing. Um, At least you so, hit record, though. I, yeah, exactly. And, and if it would have been like today, I would have re- I would have told you guys, okay, we're re-recording this all whole thing, and you know, like on Thursday Psych. night. <laughs> but yeah, back then it was just like, yeah, we're just gonna go. I don't know what we're supposed to sound like. Let's just do it. And I spent, I think it was something like eighteen hours editing that whole thing. It still is like. <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> Um, as far as social media goes, uh, yeah, no big numbers there. We're still just, we're growing, but no, no major milestones. Um, one thing for the Earth discord server that I, I, I'm going to make a commitment to, uh, try to be more active as far as, uh, the voice channel. It's one thing that used to be really great about our discord channel is we used to hang out in voice chat a lot, uh, to the point where it was too much. I don't know if we're going to go back to that, uh, that level where I'm going to stay up to three o'clock in the morning every single night on um on discord but um if you guys want to join our discord um i i plan on spending more evenings that i have free time which are which are some i mean a lot of times i just spend playing video games where i could just be on discord too and chatting with you guys so um gonna do some more of that um ian and chris always welcome to come in i know ian spent some time there chris i know you're busiest so i'll get out but we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to jump into voice chat everyone does appreciate that yeah. Um, and then as far as our location of the week, I picked one that Ian might have been to. I'm not sure. So I might throw a curveball. Bahrain. Have you been to Bahrain? I have not been to Bahrain, but okay. you know, uh Corey's husband's in Bahrain right now. I did not know that. Okay. Yep. 
He, be, cool. he picked up a 18 month overseas. So okay. he's, he's loving it. I've seen lots of there. pictures. I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave yeah. it at that. So we have, we have listeners from there. It could be just military because we have a, a huge U.S. military presence. Lots our, and lots. Um, but they might be locals too. I mean, we have uh, um, some Middle Eastern countries that don't have a U.S. presence at all that we have listeners from. So who knows? Um, I tend to think that it might be military. Uh, you can shoot me an email. Let me know how Bahrain is. Um, I, hear, I hear it's actually a good time uh, from some of the soldiers I've talked to that have been stationed there. Um, now moving on to personal life. Um, it's been like two weeks since we recorded. So, um, there's a lot, uh, I was trying to like think of like all the different things that have happened and like what to talk about for this. Um, so I guess like two weeks ago I had like the, um, uh, my kids to myself. Cause my wife went down to uh, the beach with the girlfriends with all her college, um, friends. And, uh, um, I was stuck with the kids by myself. Um, so I made the command decision just to pack them in the car and drive to the in-laws house because they don't get to see the in-laws often, <laughs> yeah. which I thought would be a great idea until my daughter got sick and had a fever the entire weekend. So I got zero sleep and it was not fun. Um, but the kids right. survived. I think my son had fun um, hanging out with uh, you know his grandma and grandpa that he doesn't see as often. But um, um, But my daughter was miserable. And she's better now. That was like two weeks ago. Um, another thing too is I was on the Will Takes um, YouTube, uh, which is another podcast where they do YouTube. They're doing the the Grim Grimwell Cup right now. It's uh, who's the hottest Wheel of Time character. Uh, they're doing polls on Twitter, and they're doing weekly like recap uh, YouTube uh, live uh, shows. So I was on there last week talking about um, the the polls of the week. It was a lot of fun. I uh, had a good time. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And thank you guys, uh, Wheel Takes, for letting me come on. And uh, and we have some more content creator stuff that is coming up. Some with just me, some with all of us. Some of it I haven't told you and Chris about that, you know, I will tell later. Um, and just say, like, hey, you're busy this day. It's kind of the way I roll. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know that. Um, and, and, and speaking of guests, I also want to say as well, I think I announced this last time, is that the Black Tower will be joining us in two weeks. So we do have a guest coming oh, on what? in two weeks. So the return of the Black Tower. So um, excited about having having them back on. How about you guys? What's going on personal life? I know it's been a while. We have, I mean, we've talked, I guess, with text with each other, but what's up? Yeah, so, uh, you know, part of the reason we, we took that week off or whatever, however long it was, uh, you know, I'm still in the reserves, got put on orders for a little while. Uh, went to an installation here in Virginia and ran some ranges for a little over a week. Um, got about mm, 60 soldiers total in our brigade that are deploying to in small groups, like all over the place. So I won't list them, but they're going everywhere. And the army has uh, new qualification standards for how we qualify on most people's primary weapon, the M4. Uh, so different positions, you have to do mag changes on the fly. And uh, I think it's pretty cool, but everybody was struggling with it. So I spent five days in a row from, uh, well, Chow was at five, made it to the range by six, range hop by seven, seven thirty, and then standing out on the range, teaching people to shoot and getting qualified from then until we lost daylight uh, at about five thirty. 
and then all the meetings after and figuring out what we're gonna do the next day. So like my day pretty much went from five in the morning until nine at night. Uh, so, and that sounds horrible, but I absolutely loved it. It was exactly what I needed. Alan and I were talking about this a little bit. If, if you haven't noticed, I could be a bit of a social butterfly. Like I just enjoy being around people, interacting with people. And obviously that has not happened much at all 2020 and now into 2021. So being able to do that for a week straight and just interacting with people and, and training some of these young soldiers, it was fantastic. And then I got back to my apartment, uh, late Sunday night. And then spent all day Monday like recovering, doing laundry and stuff, and it was just so freaking eerily quiet. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, also, everyone wants to know the fallout of the building fiasco since you just left. You just like the whole building was falling apart, and then you're like, "Peace, I'm going on." Is oh that? yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> well, I think did I have time to mention about the concrete? pouring in yeah you mentioned all that but you mentioned the the aftermath what what happened after did they fix it (laughs) uh well so now they it it turned into an insurance claim uh obviously i mean it's my ballpark guesstimate was at least 100 if not 200,000. but now we're starting to get into the nitty-gritty and we decided we don't want them to just clean some of the network and electrical cables and stuff that are running above ceiling we want it all replaced if it touched it so they haven't put a number on it yet, but it's going to be pricey. Uh, but that's that's why we cry that they have insurance and they haven't started fixing it yet. But they're working on it. They got to they got to get the adjusters to sign off on everything. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, essentially, nobody did anything with it until I got back. So they, I still get to <laughs> nice. do all the work. <laughs> that's nice. That's, that's the what way. that means. They were like, "Ah, eh, he'll be back in a week. We'll just we'll deal with that later." Yeah. <laughs> So Chris, what's going on in your your crazy world now that you're back teaching live? So <laughs> I'm the lucky one to have the first case of COVID in this classroom. Oh no. Ooh. Yeah. That's where I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start in the middle. I quite literally have a um a student who I'm friends with her uncle, and she came to my class Monday. She came to one of her classes Tuesday, but I have her twice that day. Second class, she didn't show up. So I'm like, huh, that's weird. They must have picked her up. Wednesday's an async day, so they do work on their own. We hit Thursday, and she's not there. And I'm like, ah, okay, well, this is really weird. Friday comes, and she's still not there. So I text her uncle Friday, and I get a response Saturday. Oh, yeah, we pulled her from school on Tuesday. So I'm like, why? Oh, she got sick Tuesday. She tested positive for COVID on Wednesday. Oh, so she was definitely shedding on Tuesday. Yeah. So Mm. I'm like, I automatically go into got to report this mode, send it up to my principal. What do they do? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Just brush on the rug. Exactly. (laughs) They even, they even, when they put the letter out to the teachers, it's like, Hey, we have a case, a case of COVID, which is really three because she has two cousins in the school that live with her, that share a room. One mm. of them was sick. The other one, we don't know about because mom didn't report. A student has been, has come down with COVID. Because we're so diligent with our regulations, the student hasn't come within uh, six feet of anybody for longer than 15 minutes. So you're good. We're not going to tell you who the student was. Carry on. Carry on. Yep, Interesting. Keep working. Huh. That's the take on it. Mm. Let me say there are a lot of upset teachers at the moment. 
because yep. they're like, we don't know whose class this person's been in or is in, or these mm-hmm. people, because yeah, I may have let it slip that it's more than one and that mm-hmm. one of them is in my class. Um, you know, she didn't give a name, so not breaking any laws, just stating some simple facts. Yeah, um, as, long, as long as you're not giving out like personal information. So the way we do it, um, and we just had a, a a case recently where somebody tested positive the day before they were in the office. Uh, we still do like extra cleaning in the area where they were and everybody in the building that could have possibly been through there, including all of our contractors, they get notified of the areas where the person who had tested positive was during that time frame. So we can't give out who it was or any of their personal information, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like even at this point, cause not everybody's vaccinated we still have an obligation to give people a heads up like hey yeah. in this building at this time on this day in these rooms this elevator the staircase there was a person blah blah blah, blah and this is what we did to clean mm-hmm. yeah we we did know that my, they didn't even come sanitize my room mm. interesting interesting yeah take some nice all with you oh yeah, yeah. i got Bleach wipes, I got... I mean, I've had both of my vaccinations, but we all know that you can still get it even though you're vaccinated. Anyway. Um, So that's the middle of my week. But so I have... What I have been doing in personal, personal life, not work personal life, is planning the engagement. And it is coming. So... Um, Chanel has I said, feel it coming. <laughs> Chanel has set these criteria. Her nails have to be done. She has to be able to dress nicely. She would like pictures. And if possible, she would like for her family to be able to be involved. Okay. I'm like, ah, oh, you set criteria, so let me set some. Here are four potential ranges that we could be getting proposed in. March 20th to the 1st. April 1st, that is. April 3rd through the 4th, May 22nd through 23rd, or June 19th to 20th. Make sure you have a dress ready. Two dresses. Nails did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So make sure you have two dresses ready, one for the night and one for the next day when we have pictures. Make sure your nails are done. Make sure your hair is done. Make sure you're ready to go at any moment. Because I'm not going to tell you if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And I'm going to tell you if it's for, uh, Saturday or Sunday. Hmm. Ooh. And then, so like I'm working with my photographer to prepare things. I made a mistake. I was super tired. I got four hours of sleep the night before. So I'm talking to Chanel, sending my photographer information. And I sent Chanel one of the pictures of one of the boxes I was looking at to put the ring in. And she's like, oh, this is pretty. As we're okay. talking on the Can't phone. Can't use that one. And I'm like, oh, no. She's like, so you're plotting it must be coming soon. That's when I gave her the dates. And so now I'm also doing a potential mm. decoy. Okay. We may be doing more than one. We are definitely doing more than one of these dates. So she has okay. no idea. You guys have no idea. But I, I'll tell, I might text you guys. You guys will get a picture anyway. As soon as it's it going to happen. All right, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Chris, let me give you a piece of advice. Uh-huh. Between now and the time you actually do it, wear Velcro shoes. Because God forbid your shoes come untied and you bend down to start tying them. She's like, oh my gosh, this is it. And then it's not it, bro. You don't want to <laughs> You don't want to go through that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I'm doing worse, though. I bought the decoy box. 
<laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna have it in a gift. Like I'm doing gift bags, so she won't know what's in the box or in the what's, what's in the box. What's, in, what's the box? in the box? Oh God! I actually said box? I was gonna do that too for one of the pictures. That's perfect. <laughs> My photographer's also a close friend. She's like, yeah, we we may do that, but you know, I don't think we're gonna do that. I'm like, but we should. We should do boudoir photos. <laughs> yeah. So that's coming too. Okay. I'm excited for you, man. Thank you. We're cool. If you oh, need the cameraman pa- to be hidden, uh, I have a ghillie suit. So just let me know. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, we're like, um, we, because I have a team of people helping me with this proposal now, um, are called Team Mac. And she is currently guessing. It's one guess every day as to what the acronym Mac stands for. And she may be listening, so I'll give her a clue right here for next week. The A in Mac is that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd like to buy a vowel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I turned this into a thing. I am torturing her. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So let's go into predictions. Um, So predictions from the last few episodes. One was that Matt is going to blow something up um, or somebody up. Um, I think that's a pretty easy one to predict. (laughs) Matt Matt, Matt has fireworks. He's going to use them as soon as he possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fayil is a princess. I know we mentioned that in the last few episodes, but we keep on having Fayil chapters and... And I, I, you guys are still kind of on that one. So I, I think that reiterated last time. Um, more gaze is under control of something kind of like a, um, a Lord of the Rings, uh, King Ronan or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which and I then think is true. Tom is going to get back with more gaze was another one. Brown chicken, brown cow. Since hmm. we're getting to Camelin, we're going to see whether that's even a possibility or not. It might be too early because we're just getting into there in the second chapter, but we'll see. Who wants a mustaches so, ride? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into uh, this next chapter. Chapter, is it 44? Yeah. Chapter 44, Hunted. And uh, the symbol is actually the Flame of Tarvalin, um, I guess, since we start with Moraine. Um, and yeah, we start with her talking about what Forsaken, because remember how we ended last time was... Um, that the Forsaken are here in, in Ilion, and they didn't say what name. So we get a name. It, 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 it's Samuel. Um, or Samuel. It's not Samuel. It's Samuel. 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 <laughs> Samuel. Um, yeah. And um, Sam. Let's Sam. Sam. We'll call Sam. Yeah. So good old Sam is in Ilion. Um, and Marine's like legit, like legitimately like terrified. Like she's like, we got to get her shit together. We got to leave now. She turns to Fayil. She's like, this is your chance. You know, there's forsaken now here. They're definitely looking for us because they sent dark hounds around, around the Zen. Like you want to leave? You can leave. No one's going to blame you. Go ahead and leave. And like Fayil thinks about, it. she's like, no, I'll stay. And Perrin mm-hmm. just flips out. He's like, why, <laughs> why are you staying? It's like, there has to be a reason. What is your purpose? Yeah, and there was like a there's like a dramatic pause where she she starts with no, so like parents thinking like okay no isn't like she's leaving cool that makes sense, and then she's like no I will not swear to go another way, 
whatever you lead me to, the Horn of Valet or not, not even whoever does find the horn will have a story such as this. So, like, she just leads into that, and parents are like, fuck, jeez. Thought I was yeah. whatever. And parents get super pissed and frustrated. Like, he's just protesting, like, all the way. Like, I don't want you here. Like, why are you here? Like, what is your purpose? Like, you keep on saying it's for, it's for this adventure. Like, you don't even know who we are, what we're doing. Like, why? <laughs> um, and she doesn't really give him an answer. And Moraine kind of just cuts it off. She's like, stop the bickering. We got to get the stables now. Hmm. Let's go. And she turns to the innkeeper, um, Nita or something like that, um, and says, you need to get your people out of Ilion as well. And the innkeeper's just like, come on, don't be silly. And she's like, no, seriously, you've obeyed me for all these years. Get the fuck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not safe here. Um, yeah, so that that exchange, I mean, you, you could read into like her trying to get rid of our little falcon girl. Maybe she just thought she'd get in the way. But now somebody that really wouldn't impact them moving forward that clearly you know, she cares about cause she served her and helped her for these many years. Like, uh, first she comes back with, Oh, I'll keep sending pigeons. You're going to get lots of messages. And Moraine's like, no, 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 no. You're not listening. Don't tell anybody. Just grab the people you care about. And literally within the hour, you need to be gone. It's that serious. Yeah. If you've ever like, you've obeyed me all those years, you, you have to do this now. That's when it started singing into me. I was like, maybe this, this is, isn't just for show and it's not yeah. just to get the party that she wants to travel with her. She's actually freaking out. And this yeah. is like the first time she's shown real care for one of her servants. Bingo, yeah. yeah. She's like, exactly. She does have a heart. She does. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then you get this little interchange with Lan as well, where Lan's kind of talking about how, you know, it's so cute. Yeah, where Lan's like, well, you know, I disobeyed you, you know, but we know the Dark Hounds now are controlled by good old Sammy. And, um, and Moraine, this morning, Moraine kind of drops the bombshell that, you know, because I think Perrin asked about the Gray Men, and he's like, no, those aren't Sam Samuels. He doesn't use Gray Men. The Dark Hounds are his, but there must be another Forsaken as well controlling those. And so, so clearly, like, she, does, she, she has that, like, aha moment of the Dark Hounds were for her, not for him. But the right. gray men were otherwise. So I want to know who's behind the gray men. Who do you right. think it is, Ian? That's an excellent question, Chris. I hate to blame <clears throat> somebody's wife, future wife. Well, yeah. So, I mean, but who else do we know that's out? Obviously, so if Sam's out, that means others could be out that we just haven't run into yet. So that's a possibility. But we do know Landfear is running around. Um, and Lanfear knows about parents from the dreams. Right. As well. So there's a good chance there that Lanfear is involved as well. But I right. I don't know. And, and parents freaking out about all this information too. I will say if like, it is wifey, if it is Lanfear, she's got a damn good reason. <laughs> Y'all better respect that. <laughs> Chris, do you have a theory about who, what Forsaken it is? No, I'm right there with Lanfear. I'm right there with that idea. Okay. I mean, Biazamon yeah. is out. But yeah. he does control people, you know, from the graves. So, like, I have the thought that it's Bialzaman, but at the same time, I want to be Landfear just because he and loves okay. me so much. Yeah, <laughs> she's in the next couple chapters, but then in this book, she's gonna be doing all sorts of horrible shit, and I'm gonna be sitting here defending her. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> like, look, guys, okay. that that town needed to be destroyed and everything in it murdered. Like, okay, yeah, it just it, just, it, it needed it, to happen. It, it's a it circle happened. of life. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, 
Yeah. So, but parents freaking out. It's like, what, more than one forsaken? Like, how many are there? Like, and he's just like stewing, flipping out about it. And parent doesn't understand. And Marine's like, yeah, they're obviously one of the, one of the forsakens after you too, parent. And parents like, I don't understand. Why are you after me? It's not like I'm the dragon reborn. Rand's the dragon reborn. And like, just blurts it out. And then like, I yells like, what? <laughs> what? Huh? Her aunt and, I, I, and the chicky, chicky with the, the lady at the, that, oh, yeah. I can't think of her name. Nida. 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 Yeah. She Nida here, Nida there. She the hoe. Anyway, yeah. So was was this the same? I think not. I think I'm jumping ahead. Was this no, the same? It's, ahead. It's, it's different. Okay. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but we have we kind of have like back to back, like big, just like mm. uh, revelations for our, our little falcon chick here. So she is she's in the mix. Mm. Right? I, I just I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna no, say I, was I, I love. <laughs> All right, now you're but, fucking right. Uh, let's pass the stick. Who has the stick first? Who's got the talking stick? <laughs> well, Matt does a little bit later in this chapter, apparently. Mm. Um, anyways, so I just like how there's there's the quick change. I mean, all this is happening pretty quick, the back and forth banter. And I, I'd love to see how, how this is played out on the screen. But, um, you know, first Moraine's like, all right. All right, lady friend, now's your chance if you want to dip out of here. And she's like, no, I think I'll stay. And then there's a little back and forth. And and who knows, maybe Moraine would try and convince her to like, no, really, you don't want to come with us. But the second he's like, uh, Rand's the dragon reborn. Moraine's just like, all right, all of y'all, shut the fuck up. You're now coming with us. You have no choice. <laughs> like, I will kill you otherwise. You're now part of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, with, with what you know now, if you left, other people would kill you if I didn't get to you first. Like, it's... You know, it's it's you stay with me where I can watch you and trust you, or yeah. you die. You know too. You know too much now, right? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Is that what you were going to say? Is that where you're getting at? Yeah, that's what's going. Okay, exactly where I was going. So yeah, um, so Fayil's now officially a member of the group because Moraine's not going to let her go nowhere. And um, where are you going? Nowhere. nowhere. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Moraine turns back to, to Nita and says, all right, leave the city now, you know, take everyone you love with here, get out. And then they leave. Um, so they go out into the rain and they're, they're walking along, um, at a fast pace. Um, and it's raining pretty hard. And they comment on that and Lance, the one that speaks up is like, well, it's a good thing it's raining because dark hounds don't like the rain. And, um, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, raining really hard, they won't even pursue us. And then right as they say that, it starts to like let up and start to drizzle. And Loyal's like, oh no. <laughs> Loyal's like, I just love. Loyal's like, I mean, I, I could have just stayed at the study and I, I would have been married by now. And I mean, that's pretty horrible, but not as bad as this. <laughs> <laughs> I really did find that part the funniest of it. I was like, all this time, he's like gung-ho. All of a sudden, it's like, bruh, I should have stayed at home. <laughs> What have I, I gotten myself into? I could be singing to trees right now. And giving the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so they leave the city and Moraine's kind of searching for like, you know, some either like some high ground. I've got the high ground. Um uh, she's trying to be Obi-Wan here. And um I get a, a long cycle. You underestimate here. my powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know because uh and, and they hear the dark hounds really far off and parents like yeah they're really far away 
I'm sure we're fine. And like Lance, like, no boy, the dark hounds will outrun anything, including our horses, everyone. They'll be here in seconds. Like mm. we gotta move now. If they're well, howling. Then, but uh Fail, when they're going back and forth, she's like, uh or Zareen, or what are we calling her? Let's be consistent. Fail. Fail. Yeah, Fail. Yeah. That's what so she, she says, she says the dark hounds. Those are the dark hounds. Are you sure it isn't the wild hunt? Capital wild, capital hunt, I said mm-hmm. I. And Moraine says, but it is, it is. So like, I, I know we heard about the wild hunt either last chapter or before, or like recently, but did we really get details of what so, the wild hunt is? Hopper mentioned it in the wolf dream with Perrin. Um, mentioned that until the wild hunt comes or, or the last hunt or something like that. But yeah. Right, right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, but but beyond that, we don't know. No, I guess I'm assuming this is something prophesized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Zareen is more than she lets on. We all know this. Like oh, she yeah. is definitely a princess of some foreign land, especially the way she rides the horse. Yeah. Or she could be something else. Well, and and remember, as we've been traveling around, even people that seem somewhat intelligent, they know a little bit about certain prophecies and stories through songs and some fun tales that have been told in their village. But there's very few people we've run into that like study these prophecies in in detail. Yeah, uh, and, and she seems to know a lot more detail, like on par with some of our eyes to die. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She's pretty wild. So they they find a hill. Um, they go climb. Wait, the top wait I got I got to say this. I got to say this because oh. remember, Landfear is everybody and everybody's Landfear, right? I thought the same thing when we run into ran into Celine. She seemed to just know way too much about a whole bunch of mm. shit. Remember, she was in she was impressing loyal with everything she knew. Yeah, yep. but I can't go with you on this one. Yeah, I mean it's a stretch, <laughs> but I'm I'm just saying I wouldn't be completely surprised. Yeah. So yeah, they find their their hill to go up on, um, and they get to the top, and there's a statue up there. Um, it looks like a statue of an ogier, and well, I was like, well, that's not possible. There's no studying here, um, and you know, it'd be nice if it was because then dark counts couldn't come in. But um, but yeah, um, and Moraine gives a whole speech about how lots of things are old and destroyed, and cities change, and who knows what this used to be. Um. And and Perrin wants to know like why aren't we still moving? And that's when Moraine says, "Yeah, we cannot run them. Like we're going to fight them. So we need to find the best spot to fight them." And this is Land so, yeah. says that. I think yeah, Land says yeah. it. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Land says we got to find the best spot. Uh, and I think it's uh, um, you know, I think what's it? Fire pulls out her knives. And he's like, "That's not going to do anything with our counts. Like this sword won't even do anything." It's funny that he made the ogier in her. Like you think the one person I want fighting on the side, I'll be loyal. Like, I know he doesn't like to fight, but he's big and he's strong. Like, mm-hmm. I still feel himself. like push come to shove that that dude is going to be beast mode. Yeah. He's going to go, he's going to go Hulk at some point. Yeah. Like I, here, I wanted to kind of see him grab the leg of a dark hound and chuck him a hundred meters. Like, mm-hmm. cause I think he could. Yeah. Especially if he was defending, not just himself, but people that he cares about. I feel like he's the type that would step up and go beast mode. Yeah, the anger would just yeah. take over. Raging is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to this you know, next part where they're on top of the hill. They're getting ready for the Dark Hound to show up. Perrin can hear him getting closer and closer really fast. He gets his bow out. 
because he feels feels like what well, the sword's not gonna work for land my axe is not gonna do much so might as well get a bell out hit him from and i think land makes a comment because you might be able to stop one <laughs> yeah he said they don't die easy perhaps you will kill one to try if you wish blacksmith you're not gonna kill that man with the bell like but that, go that, for that, it that's... I was like, what are you, what are you supposed to fight him with our bare hands? Like, what's the deal? What are we waiting on? Well, I think I think Land knows that Moraine's the only way out of this. Um, yeah. So, Land, Land's well aware, but everybody else is kind of like, well, I guess we're getting ready to fight. And Land, Land's like, yeah, it's okay. really no point. Moraine's going to handle this. <laughs> we can't, we really can't do anything. So, like, if you think <laughs> about the big picture strategically, again, back to lack of communication, this, this bothers me. I mean, unless they're trying to, you want the wow. Let Perrin have a confidence boost that maybe he could take one down by himself. Why not just let him know, hey, bro, save your arrows. I've got this. Because yeah. what if what if 10 miles down the road, they need him and those arrows to be able to pick something off from a distance? Well, now you just wasted mm. him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think Moraine is, is focused. She's not the one doing the talking. It's Lan. I think Moraine is so yeah. focused. But Lan right knows. On... We don't yeah. know Lan that could, Lan, Lan knows, could have said something. Yeah. We I Lan believe Lan knows. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so the, the, the pack shows up, Perrin does manage to, you know, hit one, um, with, with a shot. Um, you know, it takes three arrows to actually kill one of them and the rest of them are still approaching and he has even time to, to load more. Um, and then finally, as they're getting, yeah, so close Moraine finger uh, blast, feel like finger blasts the rest. Um, <laughs> a bar Bam. of white light shoots pew, pew, pew. out bright as the sun and, and they all. Then when when the light fades, they're they're gone. So uh, she was finger to... blasting and didn't even warn anybody. Perrin still had his eyes open. Her finger blasting almost blinded him. This is this yeah. is like I love the the imagery. It's like the air behind her hands caught fire and streaked towards the dark hounds, vanquishing night. Like that wasn't <laughs> yep. a finger blast. That was like a five finger blast. Yeah. yeah, she she that oh, was a man. five finger death punch like, right yeah. there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's better than what I was going to say. We'll stick with that five finger death punch. Yeah. So, um, and as soon as you know, then it's over. Um, they're gone. Like once the you know the the the, the light comes, you know, fades back down. They can see again. The the dark hounds are just vanished they're not even there anymore and fail immediately it's like what the hell did you just do and marine of course gives her a nonchalant answer like something forbidden actually like no one's used this in two thousand years i could be in a lot of trouble for knowing for even knowing how to do this thing um see her first thought was on the him that may or may not be watching and perhaps he may or may not have noticed who is he so i don't think it's sam no, hmm. I don't think it's Sam. I think it's bigger than that. If it's if it's something that's that old and that forbidden, I mean, we might be talking the creator himself. We might be talking the dark one himself. The eye of Sauron. Right. So that's what I was. That's what I pictured here. Like like the central evil, um, is what she was hiding from. But okay. So Chris, did your mind go here? So clearly, I'm I'm assuming this is the Balefire. Is that is that what it was called? Yes, Balefire, yeah, right? Called. By, by description, right? Um, and she's paranoid about being found or seen because she did it, right? 
well, Rand, Rand has been finger blasting like a motherfucker. Yeah. And guess who else has done a little finger blasting? Nynaeve. Nynaeve. But they don't know that they could be seen or tracked by doing it. So, like, are they in more danger now? So, like, I... So, my thought was, is she concerned about the use of the power drawing attention? Or is she concerned that somebody sent their hounds after them so they're watching and then they see the use of the balefire. So I was kind of torn along the same lines that you were speaking. Maybe it means that they'll be, you know, more noticed the more they use it. Or maybe it just means that the people are after her and they're trying to determine her power and how much of a threat she is. Well, she even she even mentions that that like they're not their main concern, like they're merely an annoyance. Yeah, and it better probably just a little trophy or something, a little, a little extra kill. That'd be cool, but not the main focus. Yeah, and and Parent even asks, like, well, obviously the main focus must be Rand. If we're taking her after Rand, and Moraine says, well, it could be Matt too. He did blow in the horn of Valir. It's <laughs> like she just gave him all that shit for Rand as the dragon reborn, and now well, at this at this point, Fael sealed, so she can do it. Fael, I'm ruining your quest. The horn has been blown. Mwahaha. She's so evil. I love her. And Fael's just like, what? <laughs> it's already been found. My life is over. <sighs> it's funny how she ended her quest in like one sentence. Which, which I just love that whole thing that like you know. She just, I don't know if it hits her right away, but like from the very beginning when she said, I'm a hunter of the horn and like parents snickering about it, like parents uh, known from day one, like <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> uh, but hasn't said anything to her. Like, cool story, bro. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she's like fuming now. Like, wait, you guys known this entire time that, that the horn's already found and you've just been <laughs> not telling me like, no, you didn't need to know this stuff. <laughs> she's freaking out. Parent, parent looks her way with a little shitty and grin and goes first time. <laughs> been there exactly. done that yeah and then the scene ends with moraine saying all right let's cut this discussion we got to move to tier uh if the forsaken or after ran we got to get to tier um let's go and well she did her tinker like gaze off into the distance like she was seeing yeah. through shit and then she was like okay let's go yeah once again yeah. events outpace me and i don't like that and neither should you if events yeah. outrun me they may well trample you and the rest of the world with you. Why is she so high and mighty? Uh, she's nice to die. She's nice to die. That's how they are. Um, so any thoughts before you switch characters? Anything we missed before we jump over to our, our good old buddy? I don't feel like for as long as it was, that was a really quick part of the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. And we've had the time. There's so much in, I mean, we hit all the high points, right? Mm-hmm. I noticed I was reading the dog so quickly and made it out to be a big, like, battle scene. It would be much more worthwhile. But yeah, that, it was, it was override as soon as it started. Yeah. Right. How, okay. So I have some questions. Um, how is it that, Lan and Moraine. So, so Moraine knowing about the Dark Hounds and the best way to defeat them and how to use the Balefire and all that jazz. Um, mm-hmm. You know, her being Aes Sedai, clearly she could have just researched all of this. But Lan seems more like the type that learns from experience. Yeah. 
and he speaks as if he knows, like knows, knows how these dark hounds operate and work. So what experience has he had in the past with these dark hounds? Mm. Like with full confidence. For example, when they ran into Forsaken at the end of the Eye of the World, uh, Lan whipped out his sword and just went full berserker and got tossed to the side. So you know about Lan's, a little bit about Lan's backstory that he's from the Borderlands, obviously. From, from, from Malkir. And right. was raised was raised up there. And it talks that the Dark Hounds are, are prevalent up up there in the blight so oh okay and so i must have grazed over that part because i was i was thinking the dark hounds were not just from hell yeah like like maybe they were directly controlled by the forsaken so it requires a forsaken to be out and about to be able to no because they said they said in the last chapter that no dark hounds have been seen south of the mountain of doom since you know since the trial or some of that like they didn't okay yeah, yeah, yeah. When when they were searching, they found the tracks last chapter. True. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So he probably has um, either directly dealt with them or heard has of. learned from somebody that directly dealt with them. So because because right. he yeah. he seems just very confident about his knowledge of these dark hounds at this point. Right. Yeah. All right, moving on to Matt. So Matt and Tom. Um, what is Matt doing? Matt opening up fireworks. Fireworks. Good lord. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting around a campfire, and Matt's just in there cutting a, a firework open. Like the one thing, the one thing we told you not to do. Yeah. You had one job. <laughs> so I actually I need to admit defeat on this because I was like. I know my prediction was him using the fireworks to blow something up or as a distraction or whatever, but I missed the obvious. Somebody like Matt, and I should have known this because it's like looking in a freaking mirror. They were like, (laughs) whatever you do, don't ever open them up. Super dangerous. The most scary, most dangerous, crazy thing you could do. And Matt goes, yeah, okay. Goes down the road and goes, I'm going to fucking open this shit up. <laughs> like, I should have known that's where he was going with it. That's, yeah. Yep. Because that's exactly what I would have done. Be like, why, why doesn't she want me to open it? Maybe she put something special in this one. I'm opening it. <laughs> yeah. So he goes through and describes it. You know, it's like, oh, this piece of paper and there's like this dirt stuff inside. That's weird. That's it. Really? That's all it's inside? Um, and then, and Tom's not paying attention at first. He turns around and Tom's like, Starts flipping out at him. He's like, "What the f- are you oh, doing?" Why it burned me? <laughs> are you trying to kill us, boy? Haven't you heard those things explode ten times as hard for air as for fire? Fireworks are the next thing to isodize work, boy. <laughs> and, and and Matt's just like, it didn't explode. Huh. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Luck, quite literally, that was his answer. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, she she said she said it explodes, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So um, I mean, it's kind of this is one of those moments where I think Jordan's writing a writing in a little bit of kinkiness, and he's trying to slide it past us. So I I feel like I need to read it. And just where's it at? Let me. I I highlighted it. What did he say? <clears throat> he said, "We were a galaxy exploding into a million pieces, creating a whole new world as we crashed against each other on the soft surface of his mattress." A cloud in the darkness, our bodies finally falling together like rain. Oh, no shit. That's the erotic fiction I've been reading. Um, <laughs> I'm on the wrong page. Uh, no, but he does have a moment uh, where where he's taking it apart and all that jazz, and he's, he's, he's thinking about the instructions he was given. 
And uh, what's the what's the actual line, Alan? Where it's like it doesn't always explode. Yeah, she said it doesn't always explode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was yeah. quite literally looking through the chapter like, did I miss something? No, no. Get him. Where did I miss all of this? <laughs> <laughs> what happens next? Yeah, it's exactly. it's so, so the maybe line, it's my just, dirty mind, but like every now and then, like the story's flowing, it all makes sense. And then there's one or two lines that Jordan throws in there, and I'm like, is my mind in the gutter? So, or was so exact, he making a little nudge and a wink joke? Like, what's the, that felt like a nudge and a wink. Yeah. The exact line was luck. It only explodes sometimes, she said. Luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my mind could just be in the gutter. I don't know. Yeah, Again, yeah, there you go. I need to lay off the erotic fiction. It just, yeah, okay. it's messing yeah. me up. So, yeah, um, and Tom's yelling and screaming at him, and he just, like, takes the handful of the innards and throws it into the fire. <laughs> Tom, like, literally loses his shit. Like, what the fuck are you He's like, so he told you they don't do anything when it's not in the paper. <laughs> I, could, I could just see veins bulging out of Tom's head. He's like, as I'm yelling at you about doing the dumbest fucking thing you could possibly do, you you respond by doing something even dumber. <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, <laughs> And as Tom's yelling, like, Matt goes back and, like, grabs even a bigger one. He's like, I wonder. It's like, Tom's like... Seriously, he's like, I'm not going to open this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as they're having this argument, all of a sudden you hear, oh, a fire, and four people show up um, suspiciously. Um, Don't forget, this seems to be a bad habit of Matt's, by the way, opening stuff up and taking it apart, such as the clock. Yeah, let's talk about that, because that was interesting, too, because he goes back to, he goes to a little side story like that. Yeah, this has kind of been his thing. Thinking about Master Alvera's clock. It had to be the work of Aes Sedai. But once I got back, uh, got to the back of the cabinet open, I saw it was full of little pieces of metal. He's just like, I think Parent could make one if he saw those little wheels and springs, and I don't know what all. And then, like, yeah. Tom was like, yeah, uh-huh, you're comparing a clock to a firework. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Oh, because a, sure a lot of people, like, Think illuminators are basically I said I like it's magic what they do, and and Matt's like no I'm I saw Ludra she's not I said I there's nothing magic about it like this is just something normal like and Matt's kind of putting that together like it's not magical like it's just I, that's why I'm gonna open it up because I know it's not um yeah so I wonder he he specifically brings in parents t- parents talents and how he might be able to help so I wonder if Matt will be able to figure this out all on his own. Or if this is like one of those things where the party's going to level up at some point and gain a new attribute and in power when when they link up and share knowledge and like then they can make their own. Yeah, but yeah, I think so. Matt Matt keep Maybe. Matt keeps wowing us with like how his brain works and how smart he actually is behind all of the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if he's determined enough and if he actually studied enough, uh, that's something he can either do himself or work with parent to make happen. And that'd be pretty cool. He's like one of those guys. If they just impl- apply themselves, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So much more. But Alan, just... you give me the same lecture like every four to six months. Okay, I'm doing the best <laughs> I fucking can, and I'm living my best life. All right, <laughs> just I'm having fun along the way. Let me be me. <laughs> I just I just want to be me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I so I get mixed up sometimes if I said it on a podcast or 
if it was in the discord chat i get i get mixed up there but so like this totally reminded me of me well not just as a kid but even now like i like to figure out how things work uh Mm -hmm. i'm a a hobbyist Mm -hmm. with working on cars and it started with simple things of changing the oil to i've rebuilt transmissions and i've rebuilt engines and all that jazz and i just love that stuff um but it goes way back to when i was like four or five years old and my dad was out on duty on uh one weekend and my mom was doing some yard work or whatever and i'm inside and my dad had this brand new stereo system and when i like mid 80s stereos i don't know if y'all could picture these but it stacks and stacks of electrical components and these giant floor speakers and everything anyways all the electrical components in the main tower i opened it up unplugged all the wires from the back started taking things apart pulling off knobs like whatever i could remove by hand or unscrew by hand i took it all apart and my mom came in and i could still remember like just this blood curdling scream of her like oh my god when your father sees this and then she just stopped and she was like you know what here's the deal if you get it put it ba- you get it put back together before he gets home i won't even say anything but if not when he gets home i'm gonna act surprised and that's your ass <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> so magically got it put it back together and i don't i don't think i think i just told him about it like maybe within the last year he never knew yeah so, yeah. yeah 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 so i that, i your your the stories of Ian taking apart things um, of never being trained. I remember coming to your house one time in high school. I mean, he was in college because it might have been the Mustang. Um, it's your oh, Mustang, yeah. and, and and I went to I just showed up randomly to your house, and you had the garage door open, so I went in, and you had your car in the garage, and you were completely taking apart the engine because you were trying to replace something, and I was like. What are you trying to replace? And you're like, I can't remember what it was, but you literally had like the entire engine <laughs> it was, in pieces. It, it was and the, was like, it was was the like, timing belt, but then I also realized there were other things I had to replace as I was doing that. So yeah, there was yeah, stuff everywhere. So then you started just, yeah, there's stuff everywhere. And I was like, I was like, and I, I, I figured like, cause I remember you, you had went to the, cause it, was, it was like before, like we had like YouTube. So you couldn't watch a YouTube video on it. You had like, went to, I think, the college library and printed out the entire, like, mechanics guide to... Uh, yeah, every little yeah to, every little piece on that car. Uh, I, to, had a, to I had a diagram. And you had diagrams, and you were just... You had, like, sheets of paper everywhere and taking apart the car, and I was like, shouldn't you just take it to a mechanic? And you're like, no, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I was like, okay. Chugs uh, a beer, keeps working. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just stood by the side and chugged beer and watched you. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But it worked. I got it back together. Yeah, yeah. Only no. had one or two bolts left over, but I mean, it ran. No, it ran. There you <laughs> go. So yeah, so these four people show up, um, and you know they're uh, look like honest travelers, right? But it's too late for honest travelers to come by. You know, Matt, Matt's a little suspicious about it, but hmm. the woman looks really pretty, and she's wearing some nice clothing. And she asks, you know, says, "Oh, I just need directions to an inn." You know, um, and then. All hell she made herself really hella comfortable right away, which automatically set off alarms to me. Mm-hmm. Like, Closing if you're the distance. supposed to be a noble person, you're not going to yeah. be going ahead of your people. They're going to go ahead of you. They're going to check out the camp. They're going to make it known who you are. Then they're going to let you off the force. And you're right. Like, they definitely tapped into the knowledge that we... I can't call it element of surprise. They rode up, but they're like, we want them to think that we're friendly. And then boom, 
Yeah. Yep. And and I I gotta ask, Chris, as you're reading this, did you think about um when we were following Rand when he was off by himself for the first Mm -hmm. time? And it was it was the first instance where I started questioning, and I was like, Oh shit, is Rand like dicing up innocent people? Like how far crazy is he gone? Because there was a scenario where some chick and some people came up on him and without even having a conversation, he was just he just diced them up. Yep. Yeah. But Rand what? Rand's going to borderline crazy where Matt's like, Oh, it looks like a nice lady. Right, right. right. <laughs> he tried. And I'm not saying there's a connection connection, but like, I don't know, kind of similar in ways. So um <laughs> so yeah. So as this all is happening, um a dude pulls out a crossbow and before anything, you know, Matt jumps out of the way. Tom starts throwing knives. People start dropping. Um, it happens really fast, but um, they pretty much dice everybody up. Matt gets gets his bow staff. I say, does Matt even get a kill? Yeah, he gets one. He wumps one dude on the head pretty good. Yeah, but he didn't yeah. kill him. Well, the ice rolled back. I mean, Tom gets all the kills. Well, yeah, Tom. Tom's all the XP it. points go to Tom. I yeah. hope so. Like, if this is like shared XP among the party, like Matt just got carried here. Yeah, and because Matt was trying, Matt was like attempting to talk to this lady, like, okay, come over here while I decide what to do with you. And then, swoop, dagger through. Did it go through her throat? Yes, her throat. Throat. I cannot yeah. wait to see that on the show because yes. the way it was a slow bleed out, it wasn't even yeah. a quick kill. <laughs> like, he enjoyed yeah. that kill. <laughs> and, and, and both her and Matt had the same surprised look on their face, like, didn't see that coming. Yeah. And Matt turns to Tom's like, what the hell, dude? It's a woman. And and like Tom's like, she was about to kill you, dude. Yeah, look at look at this here dagger. Rolls her over. Yeah. Nice long white dagger. Yeah. But but Matt does feel bad about killing a woman though. He's like, we could have tied her up or something, you know. Matt's got too many morals. Yeah. That's that royal blood coming out. Mm. Yeah. Matt Matt needs to very quickly so he can sleep at night he he needs to redefine what innocence is and a pretty face does not equal innocence and even uh women in general doesn't necessarily equal innocence and i'm not picking on women it's just this happens to be his you know achilles heel right now he's freaking Mm -hmm. out about it um there's there's different ways you got to look at it and you can tell tom's been around long enough that he never let his guard down around her and he looked at her as a threat the whole time also, not just you know, we keep accepting her. Tom for who he is, but I really need to know why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. He's so talented. Yeah, no, I mean he had to be a like uh mercenary type kill for hire or assassin or something. He's too fucking smooth. But then we'll pull out the flute and heartbeat. He is the old school bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. Yes. Mm. Riding on his white stallion to save Murray. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Offering yeah. mustaches so, rides. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So after you know the woman dies, they're like, all right, we got to get out of here. The Queen's Guard shows up. Uh, they have a lot of questions about the dead bodies around. So let's. Let's get out of here. And before they leave, Matt starts cursing Elaine. She's like, whatever is like, well, first he notices one of the men. He rolls the man over. He's like, this is the same guy. He must have been a good swimmer. And Tom's like, how do you know you can swim? He's like, same guy from the boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and 
And Tom's like, what are the chances that the same exact guy is like, it's the same guy. Um, so I, I had a question about that. What do you guys think about, I mean, obviously Matt's being hunted, but <laughs> yeah, we know Matt's being hunted. My, like we haven't really had much interaction with gray men. So like my assumption originally was like, they're zombie esque type people, which they are, but like, these men like openly communicated and stuff like that. So uh, like, I just, no, I don't think they're, I don't think these were gray men. These yeah. Are just friends. They're just dark, like, I questioned it though. Cause I was like, is this, are these dark friends or all these gray men? So then it makes me think that we got different factions. We got one group of people or one person controlling the dark hounds. We have another person controlling the gray men and then another person controlling the dark friends, which we know is Beelzebub. Yeah. yeah. So then we got to figure out, and we know that the the dark the the dogs are the hounds are being controlled by Sammy. Mm-hmm. So then we need to figure out who the gray man is atta- men are attached to. Huh. And it's like, is it Lanfear or is it somebody else? Mm. Or could it be Patton Fane? Bom, bom, oh, we haven't seen that guy in a while. Yeah, we haven't, but I know he's still active. Like he's Patton Fane. He will yeah. come back. Like from book one, day one, Patton Fane was my number one villain. He will be something awesome. Yeah. I, I, I will so, say if, if we're putting the the crossbow guy, if we're putting him in uh, just dark friend category, like a, a ballsy type dark friend, uh, still a huge, huge, huge upgrade from Pater. Like oh. the, the dark friends are getting their shit together. Like Pater, yeah. Pater would have found a way to shoot himself or like accidentally shoot one of his buddies and be like, "Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Oh my gosh, I, I'm clumsy." And then trip and fall and knock himself out. And yeah, Matt probably. and Tom would be like, "The fuck just happened here?" <laughs> so the dark friends are getting their shit together. I think you know they're getting yeah, yeah. a little, a little more professionalized, right? Yeah, I mean, you had dark friends like Inktar, which are definitely are badass warriors. So I mean, we have we we have some some more. Uh, uh, more sophisticated or more skilled dark friends out there than, yeah, than yeah. our good old friend Pater. But um, so um, so yeah, so they leave. Um, and as they're leaving, Matt's cursing Elaine for the letter, saying whatever's in this letter. And they've already read the letter, of course. Uh, they did that way back on the boat. And Tom's like, "Listen, I went through that letter. I've, I'm familiar with Days Demar. There's no cipher or code in here. It's just a letter. Like it's not the letter they're after." And Matt's like, I don't know. Still, if I get my hands on her, I'm still going to give her a peace of mind. Like, hmm. and he's just happy to get rid of it. He's like, we just need to get to Camelin. I need to get rid of this letter. And that's how we end the chapter. Uh, so, Tom, all right. The queen, like all the queens before her, they went off to Tarvalon and they were trained, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct, and so maybe the current queen didn't make it quite as far as Elaine or whatever, but Tom doesn't know everything, and there might be something magical about this letter, something that could be seen. Um, maybe even it's like a simple code that the the novices use or something. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not discounting. There could be, probably will be more to this letter. Maybe it's invisible ink. Yeah, I mean, it could be that simple. Maybe you have to take the ring and get it hot and put it in the fire and then read the inscription, you know? Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Nothing like that has been done before, so I don't know. We're 
new territory yeah. here. New territory. Yeah. No or it could just be a letter. There could just be a letter. <laughs> <laughs> so any final thoughts or anything we missed in these, this chapter? No, both, that's both it. parties were hunted in different ways. So a very, very good name for a chapter. Um, but yeah, sounds good. Well, it does show there's some discord or discourse between discord. the discord. I'll use that word between the, the forsaken. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if that was always the case or if this is a new development as they've been in hell for thousands of years together. Yeah. And okay. how dangerous they would be if they were actually having to have been working together from the beginning. Okay. So you, you, you're at the, at the mind that they're working against each other versus mm -hmm. as one team. Okay. They're working towards their own cause. Hmm. Yeah. We got a little bit of that from... for the attention of the master, of course. When Balsamon and Lanfear met and they overheard the conversation, you got a lot of that where Balsy like, and Lanfear. Yeah. I'm still holding out like judgment on the Forsaken as a whole. Uh, it's entirely possible, maybe not all of them, but maybe some of them got labeled as Forsaken just because of uh, some powers they chose to explore and use, but they meant for good. You know, maybe they just found a different way to, I don't want to say channel, but maybe that's mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I, I, I think we got a lot of books ahead. I think there's opportunity for some crazy twist of one of the Forsaken actually being misjudged in the past, and maybe they turn out to be one of the good guys. Or girls. Or wifey. Yeah. Hmm. But Sammy seems like a jerk. All right, moving on to chapter 45, Camelin. And the chapter symbol is um, the lion of Camelin. Just Meow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we start with, yeah, as Chris was saying, take it away. Matt had vague memories of Camelin, but when they approached it in the early hours after sunrise, it seemed as if he had never been there before. They had not, uh, ooh, that sounds good. Let me open it. They had not been alone Beer. on the road since first light, and other riders surrounded them now, and trains of merchants' wagons and folks afoot all streaming towards the great city. He's finally coming into Camelin as himself. So I wonder, like, are these memories, like, suppressed, or were they somebody else's entirely? Huh. Well, we know when he was like he was bad when he got to Camelin last time because he yeah. was dagger mat and the dagger was really got a hold. He was sick. He didn't even leave the room the entire time he was in Camelin. Like they went to the end, yeah, and he was there like just brooding. Every time he met Loyal, he's like, "Why are you hanging on the Trolloc?" And, like he was just pissed off of the world. But Chris mm -hmm. raises a good question: When Matt came through there before, was there a was there enough of actual Matt left that actual Matt is just kind of vaguely remembering some of this stuff or when he came through before was he a hundred percent dagger mat and no old mat was left which would mean now he's tapping into memories that weren't his they were dagger mats mm. which means mat he's not fully disconnected person. from it yeah the plot thickens maybe <laughs> sure did you say the broth thickens it is cooling yeah. down it's mm -hmm. getting a little thicker it is, beef it and is. barley look god i can smell it it's mm. so good 
I'm gonna get another bowl. Be right back. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, He's we had Taco Tuesday, so we had tacos for dinner tonight. But beef, beef and barley sounds good too. Anyway, um, so, um, yeah, so like you said, he fa- vaguely remembers the the uh, the city. Um, yeah, but he was in no condition to appreciate it. Now he actually appreciates how beautiful Camelot actually is. Um, and they get to the old place that they stayed before, the Queen's Blessing. With uh, good old Master Gill. Well, they they agree mm-hmm. to meet there, right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't go there first. Tom no. does. Mm-hmm. Tom does. You're right. Yes. Tom right. says, "Go." Yeah, we're going to meet at the, at, the, at, the, at the Queen's Blessing. Matt's first thing is, I need to get this letter off of me. He said, no so. point in waiting. I'll take this letter straight on. A man could earn some gold in this city, Tom, once he found a game of dice or cards. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of this and then make some money. Yeah. And he goes into kind of like, yeah, and he thinks that, you know, this being a big city, that there would be plenty of money to be made. Um, talks a lot about playing cards, too, just that his luck's not as good with cards. There's too much. Uh, it's not as, as much chance. There's some skill involved. And, and cards is more the big wigs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, you know, before we get to this next scene where he actually gets to the gate, anything from the description of the city or, or you know, we've already been in Kalen before, but. Anything that sticks out to you guys? Uh, I think the biggest thing we've already touched on is Matt's, like it, it, it's starting to get more clear, slowly unfolding. He, he's remembering a little bit more. That's really what I focused on. And and we see more of it even when he gets to the Queen's Blessing. Things start to make more sense to him. But I, I have the same questions. Is it Matt, Matt remembering or or is Dagger Matt still in there? Mm-hmm. No evidence well, of either. Yeah, so yeah, it still seemed like business is normal. Like everywhere else around, they're kind of war ridden. But here, it, it is business as usual. We're not seeing anything new. We're just seeing it from Matt's perspective and his appreciation for the city. So far, right. the we get a, we get a right. little update on business when we finally make it back to the Queen's blessing. But so far, I agree, nothing's jumping out as out of the ordinary but then again from matt's perspective he has a fuzzy recollection of what is ordinary here exactly yeah so but yeah nothing nothing jumping out right now so um so yeah so they get to he gets to the gates and he's thinking through like i gotta do this right i gotta do this right i gotta do this right and he fucks it up fucks it, up. it was really kills me. <laughs> like, why did he think for any one moment that he was gonna be able to go just talk to the queen like that's not a thing yeah, and and he didn't even dress nicely. He's still like in his travel like farm uh, clothes, like looking like a freaking bomb. Uh, like, and he he I'm, goes up <laughs> to the head guard and he does pistol fingers and he goes, "Hey, El Capitan, <laughs> hey buddy, what's up?" He's got the biggest pair of cojones <laughs> of anybody like, else in the whole book. It's like, what do you want? He's like, and he talked to the queen. He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, but I'm from Tarvalin. Definitely no. <laughs> it's like, but I got get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna call the guards. But but I got guards. Guards seize him. He's dark friend. friend. <laughs> so all right, let's not shit on Matt too much. I will say this from my own personal experience. I have gained access to so many places that I should not have just by walking up and acting confident and acting as if I was supposed to be there. So yeah, yeah. You and you you'd long, be surprised you, yeah. how. And again, I mean, we get a whole sidebar. Maybe that's a tad bit of white privilege. Maybe that there might be all sorts of things sprinkled in there. But I don't know. I've 
many occasions. I I went. I was in uh, Vatican at St. Peter's where the catacombs were closed, and so the entrance was closed down to the catacombs, but the exit was still open because there was some contractor going down there doing work. And I just started walking down there with two of my friends. And they were like, what are you doing? I was like, no, just follow me. Like, I've been here before. No big deal. And we went in the exit and we got down there and there's just a bunch of contractors and a group of them looked at me and I just kind of gave the head nod and I started pointing at some stuff and like spouting off facts about it from the last tour I did years ago to my friends. And they were like, okay, yeah, I see that. And the contractors just kind of looked at each other like, but some. I guess he works here. It, it sounds like he knows what he's doing. So we, we went toward the catacombs under the Vatican City when all that shit was closed until the Swiss Guard came and got us. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> so I, got, I, got, I got two stories. One when I was denied. One when actually same similar type thing. So one was we were in Indonesia in a Muslim city and there was this beautiful mosque. I mean, when I saw it beautiful, I had like the giant, like, um, I don't know what you call them, but like the, um, they look like giant round ball like peak things or what do you call those things like like when you look at the kremlin like those oh yeah 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 uh so i, I don't know what they're called but anyway um so we we minaret it wasn't a minaret that's what they said no it wasn't a minaret it was like the round ball this yeah anyway so but there was scaffolding and they were rebuilding this mosque and there no, none of the workers were there so we just like walked past them like do you want to go climb on top of the mosque and we're like yeah let's go ahead and like some random guy walking on the street is like, is this off limits? And the guy's like, I don't think so. Like, like some random like dudes walking on the streets, like, sure. I was like, all right, then the guy said it's okay. We're gonna go. So we climb up on top. Um, and we took a lot of pictures until the city found out that we were climbing on the mosque and they got really upset and we kind of got ran out of town. So that was one time we act like we were supposed to be there and they found us. Um, the second time was actually in Bali, and this is even a better story. So we're at a bar um, in Bali, and and Bali still has like a king and queen of Bali. Um, they're figureheads; they don't hold any power. Um, but the prince of Bali was getting married uh, in U- Ubud, which is a city in Bali. And um, and we were drunk in a bar, and the the wife to be of the prince's mother, so the future mother-in-law of the prince, was drunk the night before in the bar as well. And we met her, and oh, wow. she invited us. She invited us to the wedding the next day. So we were like, all right. She's like, yeah, show up at the central, uh, it was, it was hin- they're Hindu there, but show up at the Hindu temple and, um, yeah, you can come to the wedding. You're my guest. So we dressed up, you know, with the nicest clothes we had walk right up. Like we're going to go to the prince's wedding and the guards are just like, who are you? And we're like, yeah. Um, uh, the mother-in-law said like, you know, you're not a list. <laughs> like we're like, <laughs> but, but the mother-in-law, no, no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. but <laughs> So got completely denied there. But, uh, oh. I feel like Matt in this situation where it's just like, but I was, denied. but, but I was told I could no, no. In fact, if you stay around here, we're going to arrest you. Like, but, but, but just let I, me I say dressed, one more word. I just want to drop a name. Can I say the name? But, Cause that might but help. But I dressed up, but I dressed, look, look, look what I'm wearing. Look, what, I have khakis on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live on a sailboat. Exactly. I'm wearing khakis. Like, come on guys. <laughs> the peaks are called Paticus. Apaticus. Okay. Yeah, it's only for that area. For like everywhere else, it is a minaret, but apparently, okay, the name one there. Cool. Yeah. So those were two stories. Where one we did have access to, where we shouldn't have. Um, but one guy told us it was okay, and the other one, um, 
Yeah, we got completely denied, just like Matt here. I felt like Matt here. Um, <laughs> in fact, we, we were threatened to be arrested. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I, just, I just want to say, if you look at the, I want to say uniforms, but they're costumes. If you look at the costumes of the Swiss Guard from a distance, it's comical, right? You look at them and you're like, that's funny. What are you going to do with that clown outfit? But when they're really close to you and they're really angry, mm-hmm. it's very intimidating. Yeah. yeah, just keep that in mind if you're ever there. Yeah, nice are the Queen's Guard too? The guys with the big furry, yeah, uh, yeah, you know uh, the, the the black hats and the red oh. coats. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how people yeah. don't laugh at that. That's yeah. That's, anyway, uh, yeah. so back to the story. Matt gets denied um, and gets kicked out. So he he runs away um, after the argument, um, and then he's thinking as he's as you know once he runs away for a little bit, starts to walk again. Cause he's like, all right, I'm out of the, they're not going to chase me. And he's like, you know, I should have just said Elaine's name first, not Tarvalon, but you know, she should have told me that Tarvalon and, and, and the Camelot are not friends anymore. Like they've always been friends. Like what's, what's the deal? Like, so he's not privy to the information that there's been a break or at least a split. In I'll give him his props here though. He did say reluctantly, he added, I could have asked questions too. He just yeah. was gung ho to get the heck out. He didn't even bother to figure out what he was getting himself into. So, yeah, this is well, he get arrested. <laughs> yeah, he, he he made sure he was able to get out of the situation. But you're right; he did recognize. All right, I, I, I well, no, I mean before he left the girls, even. Oh uh, yeah, he didn't even question them. But once the cops show up, I mean, you just run. I mean, you're from bad news. You know how it is. Uh, they ain't going to catch everybody. They ain't going to catch everybody. You just run. Uh, they really they really don't like chasing either. So No, they don't. <laughs> it's like, we have the actual party. Donut. Let me stop. I have some friends on the force, so I won't say that. But <laughs> we, had, we, had a, we had a party from Waynesburg, and was it Jimmy? Yeah, it was Jimmy, who's from Newport News as well. <laughs> and the cops show up. He was over and, the fence before anybody knew and, what the fuck yeah, was going on. As soon as the lights, fl- <laughs> lights flashed, he was gone. And, like, everybody else was like, oh, the cops are here. Let's go talk to them. You know, and, like, we're like, where'd Jimmy go? Like, oh, he's from Newport News. Guys, he's gone. Yeah, Jimmy's <laughs> out. Jimmy, Jimmy was 5'11", 250 pounds. This was, a, this was like a eight-foot privacy fence. He fucking cleared it. That dude bounced. I... Never, never seen a big dude that nimble it. before. It was. <laughs> we all kind of paused for a moment. We all went, "Damn, all right, yeah. well, uh, guys, get your IDs out. The cops are here." <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you remember the time we were playing capture the flag at, uh, at the park after dark, and the cops showed up, and you oh, all yeah. ran? And yeah, so this is a fun side story. So since we're talking about cops and running, um, <laughs> so this was in college. Um, we were out of money. Otherwise we would have been drinking and we decided to go capture the flag, um, at a park after dark. Uh, and, uh, yeah, game was going fine. All of a sudden cop lights flash and everyone takes off running, including myself and the spotlight <laughs> shines right on me. <laughs> so I stop running. I turn around, put my hands up and start walking towards the cops um, and they get a loudspeaker and start yelling at me and tell me to put my hands up and, and walk slowly towards the car. So I, I, you know, I, I walk to the car or whatever. And they're like, they're like, what are you doing out here? And I was like, uh, we're playing capture flag. He's like, sure you are. I was like, I was like, no, really we're playing capture flag. He's like, no bullshit. Like what, what are you vandalizing? What drugs are you using? What are you drinking? Like, like, yeah. Like what drugs? And I was like, I was like, no, no, seriously. Like it's just a bunch of my college buddies and we're playing capture flag. And it's like, then where are your buddies? And I was like, they ran. Well, why'd they run? I was like, because they saw cop lights. Well, why'd they run? I was like, 
dude that's everywhere in the city that's what you do like we are in newport news what do you uh, do it's like you run taught <laughs> yeah you're taught from a young age you run um uh, so so they they handcuffed me and they got a loudspeaker and they're like any friends of alan come on out or he's going to jail and um uh, before that, they gave me, yeah so but before even that they gave me this long speech or whatever like we're gonna book you for trespassing at least blah blah, blah. you know you're not supposed to be here past dark and it's like i was like okay do it like i don't care book me and like you don't care like you know what are you gonna say to your future employer when you have like a record and i was like i'm gonna tell the future employer that some asshole cop gave me a trespassing charge from like capture the flag like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which pissed them off more I'm tell uh, them what happened and yeah, I'm gonna tell they'll them be like happened. that's crazy okay you're yeah. hired okay you're hired <laughs> so, so eventually my friends including ian did come out of the bushes um and they're like oh wow you guys are really out here you guys are really playing capture the flag I'm like no seriously we are you're like wait well, you guys need to get out of here i was like can we go get our flags and they're like seriously like i was like yeah seriously like i don't want to be charged like, with littering i mean come on can't just leave it there yeah I, I can't just leave it there we'll leave like not a big deal guys oh, really hey. chill out <laughs> but anyway back to the story so um so uh yeah matt makes it back to uh finds tom uh after searching for a while for the uh the, the queen's blessing finally finds it um and goes in um and you get to see gill again so good old basil gill um you know you said Gilligan, and I was like, wait, Gilligan. what did I miss? Oh, no. He said Gil. Gil again. again. <sighs> Blind, man. Cocaine's yeah. a hell of a drug. <sighs> so Gil remembers Matt. Um, of course, the stable hand didn't really, but acted like he did once he got some money. So, again, I got to give some props to Matt. He's like, so he's not rolling in there with the same party that he had before. And I know Moraine and them eventually came, and I guess he has some fog-ish type memories of their experience here. But he's searching for, if not the VIP treatment, like he wants to be treated with respect there. So he's going in confidently, mm-hmm. like he's not wishy-washy about it. He's he know he has, he has the coin to back it up, so that's helpful. But he just marches in, and even with the state, even with the stable hand guy, he's like, "Ah, oh, you remember me?" Da da da. And before the guy has a chance to answer, flicks him a silver coin. Dude sees the silver, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So he's 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 not just wandering in there. You know, this lowly dude from Emmons Field. He, you know, he's he's trying to work his game, yeah. and I've got respect right. for that. Yeah." Um, so yeah, so, you know, Gil recognizes Matt, you know, of course, and, you know, was sick last time. Um, and, and, you know, ask, asks Matt about, you know, everyone and Matt comments, you know, that the, the Aes Sedai are, are not likely, are not liked at the moment, it seems, and makes that comment and Matt Gil says, yeah, um, there's this new, uh, new, Morgase has a new advisor named Lord Gabriel. Um, and he doesn't really like Tarv Allen. At least, um, Gareth Bryn, previous advisor, pretty much retired, has been retired. Um, so what do you guys think about Lord Gabriel? His name is Padden Fane, and he is pretending so he can take over the city. Either that, or it's another forbidden, uh, forsaken Forsaken. one. But I, I I really wanted to be Padden Fane just because I got the whole little finger thing going on in my mind. Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like how sliding his way on in there. And do the do the dude the queen a little bit. Persuade her she's off a rocker. And then kill her. Take yeah. over. Yeah. I, I was kind of feeling the uh another forsaken thing. But I don't I don't yeah, wanna I'm kinda there too, but I, I really want to be Pat and Fane just because I miss him. It's been too long. You miss still Pat and Fane. Entire book with no Pat and Fane. Or only one yeah. instance of Pat and Fane. Yeah, so, in the very beginning. Yeah. So whatever's going on, there's a significant influence over Morgays. And even if she's not uh like spellbound or like actually being controlled mentally or whatever compelled by some evil force if it's not that then i mean maybe she's locked up behind the scenes and somebody else is running things and and whatnot i mean it just it goes back to um again jordan doesn't sprinkle stuff in there unless it matters and even tom mentioning well this isn't like more gays at the marina like she wouldn't turn people away. She would do anything she possibly could to help mm-hmm. and get food to these people. She's turning them away. That doesn't seem right. So she's either under control or she's been locked away and somebody else is pulling the strings. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm over under the, she's got the, she's been digmatized. Yeah. That's mm. that's the way I'm thinking about it. She's got yeah. herself a new man, and he's stepping in, and has got her under his thumb. Well, if it's Pat and Fane, it wouldn't be that he's not he's not a good looking of a guy. He's kind of like no, this. but he's got power. It's very judgy of you. He's got magic. Well, maybe it is judgy. If of I you. remember when we first met Pat and Fane, I was singing his praises. I was like, "This is a cool <laughs> dude." Look like an, I think the first description of him, he looks like an undersized rooster. <laughs> He must he must get all the ladies or or it doesn't mean he had in a couple of books in the get, weight room. Yeah. 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 And and Tom's really surprised by this. Like Gareth Brynn being retired, like he never thought that would happen ever. Like something must be wrong. Um and, I feel I feel yeah. like with with that, Tom already knows knows in his own mind, but not enough maybe to share with the group. Mm-hmm. I think Tom's sure. already yeah. figuring it out. He's back. there's there's been enough puzzle pieces played that he sees the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Tom um, is Tom is going to be the one that ultimately saves more gays, and then they do the brown chicken brown cow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tom's going to be the one to save more gays. I think so. Okay. That's how they that's how they reconnect and hook back up. I mean. Out of everyone in the book, you think it's Tom? I, I think it's gonna be Pater, actually. But <laughs> Matt will save her, but Thomas. I think Pater's gonna do everything. Greater. I'm not even gonna respond to that, Alan. Thomas <laughs> destined for Moraine on the White Stallion. Don't kill my dreams. Yeah, there you go. Tom and Moraine. So I can't even picture that. I'll be honest. The Tom and Moraine thing. I <laughs> I love that you're sticking to it. <laughs> But I have tried in my, I've tried in my head to picture how that would just work. Imagine Gandalf with a multicolored jacket on, riding a unicorn because now he's going to be on a unicorn instead of a white horse. Yeah, I have told y'all that I I can't do drugs, right? So like oh. I can't I can't relate to those fantasies. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you need yeah. to be on another plane to picture that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so then Gil wants to know what's what's in the letter. Like, what's what's this letter about? And he also wants to deliver it for Matt. And Matt's just like, no, I got this. I'm Matt's actually you, thinking but... now, though. He's like, oh, yeah. we don't know what's in the letter. And I'll take yeah, care of it. Yeah. I got I'll my own ways. Yep. And and Gil, you know, suggests that maybe just wait till the guards change, you know, and maybe try again. And Matt's like, no, I think I'm just going to go ahead and uh, not talk to the guards anymore. I think you got another way of doing it. And that's kind of how we end this I chapter. I kind of really short the chapter. other way in. How do they hmm? get out before? Like, how, what other way in is there besides well, over the garden wall? Ran, ran cleared a wall. Yeah. yeah. Ran cleared a wall. And remember, Matt. Matt has boom boom sticks. Oh, that would be horrible. But <laughs> and and so with the description of all these, like the guards have all Damn. been mostly swapped out. Well, not all, but Yo. many of them have been swapped out with this new guard. Set up the boom boom six on the opposite side of the the wall. But how would he set it off? Slow fuse. Slow fuse. Really, really long, long fuse. Oh, Bam. Just... Yeah. You can't rush these the things. You got to take your time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We used to do that. What was it back in the day? You just lit a cigarette, and so nowadays modern cigarettes are designed to go out automatically because of people burning down their houses because they right. fall asleep smoking. But back in the day, cigarettes would just burn all the way down, um, and you can actually just use a cigarette for a long fuse. You just stick the fuse in a cigarette, light the cigarette, and walk away. And fifteen minutes later, the fuse lights. Um, but hmm. yeah, who knows the technology? There, there's lots of ways to to jerry rig a slow fuse. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think I think Matt's going to use the boom boom sticks as a as a diversion. We're not taking down walls. As a diversion, some sort of slow f- fuse tactic, and then clears the wall, and he's going to find himself like right in the middle of the court and be like, "Uh, I got a letter." Or he could go in as a performer. Mm. I don't even think of that. I guess he could, but I could mean, juggle his man. Caught him enough. You'd have to be really, really good to work your well, way into the court. He's got a new man, so maybe he goes juggle some balls for him and gets an audience. Hmm. Perchance. Perchance. Maybe. Have Tom play the flute while he juggles the balls. So we got predictions of uh, Matt taking down walls. We got Matt uh, juggling his way in. We have Matt. Um, so, so we have lots of different. Different ways in to go over the garden wall. How do you think what, it's gonna happen? You're asking me? Yeah. I know what's gonna happen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me back it up a little bit, Chris. If Master yes. Gill would have offered to help Matt get an audience with a queen, I'd feel comfortable with that. But Master Gill offered to take the letter and deliver it himself. Did that is did that seem any any bit suspect to you? Well, it did, but at the same time like we have the understanding that that they believe Matt's like servant of a, a lord. Emergency meeting, Gil sus. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm not <laughs> So I would I would not vote. I would pass at this point. But I would let everybody know that we should keep an eye on Gil. And then you have people following him to be able to report. Because mm. again, it'd be yeah. different. It'd yeah. be different. He's like, hey, look, I've been here a while. I know the right person to talk to in the guard, and they'll take it seriously. Let's go get you to deliver this letter. 
but he was so keen. Well, I was so doing keen. the task. I was doing, do you see me take out the trash? I took the trash out. <laughs> yeah, I took right. the trash yeah. out. <laughs> but he's a fat innkeeper and we're supposed to trust the fatties. There are the fat innkeepers. Uh, I don't, I don't play that game. Does people still play Among Us? I mean, that was a big thing called like two months ago, three months ago. <laughs> I, I'll play with my kids every once in a while while we're talking, just, okay. just for giggles. Yeah. There you go. We like we we team up on other people, so there it's you totally go. unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's how we end this chapter. If Matt hasn't a plan of how to get in, but we have no idea what his plan is. So um, anything, it's a short chapter. Um, Matt gets roughed up. Uh, by the guards telling him that nope denied and we learned we learned some information um Morgase is a new advisor and things are not going well for matt at this point trying to get rid of this letter so how, what do you think is going to happen do you think he's going to get the letter off to her do you think he's going to get in that's what she said hmm. um i think he gets in just enough to discover that something is off i i I, I see okay. him getting in and eavesdropping enough, seeing just enough to realize that either some, like we said, either something's wrong with Morgays or Morgays is not truly in power anymore. Somebody else is calling the shots. And that's when he goes back and tells Tom. And Tom is like, Morgays, my beloved. And he like slings daggers at people and, you know, saves the day. Yeah. On his white horse. On his white horse on his white horse awesome all right anything else from these chapters we missed no they were pretty simple chapters yeah, yeah. not too much a lot of good stuff right. going on here though yeah so let's let's go to favorite characters then um uh, who is your favorite character for these chapters i mean we followed matt a lot but we also had perrin fail and moraine and lan the man loyal tom Fat guard number one. Fat guard, yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed multiple picks, or do you really need us to narrow it down? I, you know, you can do whatever you want. Man. All right, so no, I'll give an honorable mention to Lan, because, again, Lan knew that at best, Perrin would be able to take out one. But instead of just telling him what to do, he's like, yeah, bro, I mean, you're wasting your time, but fuck it, shoot him. Yeah, go for it. Good for <laughs> you. Ooh, look, you got one. What about the other nine? You know, it just, <laughs> there was a, there was a part of that that was a little bit comical to me. Um, I agree. So I, I give Lan honorable mention for his kind of message. Contribution. Yeah, yeah, Tom. Uh, and my, my number one, I'm going to give to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. Mm. He just, there were, there, there were too many things that I was relating to. Um, and I am super, <laughs> I am so freaking excited to figure out how he's going to go about attempting to get in and get to more gays. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. How about you, Chris? You said Tom. Um, yeah. Like the, the, the daggers. The that daggers moment. Just always, knifing everybody. Yeah, like oh, knifing sure. everybody. Like, and then the slow bleed out of the woman. Like, yeah. I saw, like, I clearly saw that in my mind where it was like, you know, sunset, a little bit darker than lighter. And then it's like, boom, blood slowly coming through, like, the collar of her shirt. And it's like starring out. I know it's not really how I would do it, but that's what's in my mind. Yeah. 
And he's so freaking fast with those knives. Yeah. And wickedly accurate. He just, I, yeah, yeah. man, maybe I should have gone Tom. Good pick. <laughs> yeah. He definitely got all the XP there. Matt gets none. Yeah. On that, I agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. So next time uh, on the Will Reads, we'll be doing three chapters. Three, 46, seven, and eight. And the names of those chapters, I'm not going to ask you to react to them, but just to read out the names. A message out of the shadow. To race the shadow and following the craft. So those are, our, those are our next three um, that we're doing. Um, it looks like a lot of shadow talk. So maybe some dark friendery is afoot, which I'm, I'm here for. <laughs> so, yeah. You are directing um, traffic. Yes. Um, I, I am a dark friend, so definitely going to enjoy that. Um, anything else before I kind of sign off for us? Anything? I'm good. No. Okay. No. Okay. Cool. So how can we found at the wheel reads on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, the wheel reads at gmail.com is our email. Feel free to email me. I might respond. Uh, if I remember to check my email and the www.thewheelreads.com is our website. You can find links to everything, uh, including actually uh, our episodes there. You can find our discord link there. So you can come join our, fabulous discord community um you can find our patreon link there so if you want to support us and more than just listening to us we greatly appreciate it you get to listen to us uh record live and all of the other shenanigans that happen that you don't get to hear in the final cut because we do delete a lot um, um not really because because we're horrible at this uh, not because we say anything great, but uh, because there's a lot of things that get cut. A lot of technical uh, difficulties. A lot of t- <laughs> so uh, if anybody ever has done a podcast before, you guys know our pain. Um, but yeah, so come join our Patreon. You get to listen to us live. Um, also, we have a merchandise store. Um, go check it out. It's done by New Creations, which uh, if you ever go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and you've ever seen the, week- the Weekly Wheel News with Rob Christensen, he uh, does that uh, that fabulous tabloid post once a week. Um, his wife runs a merch store for a lot of content creators, but us included. So you can buy a frosty mug. Um, you can buy shot glasses, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, all sorts of good stuff. So uh, go check it out. Um, feel free to, to purchase merch there. Um, other than that, uh, you know, like us, uh, review us. So uh, if, if you're whatever you listen to us on, subscribe to us, uh, share us with your friends. Uh, we, we, we like to have new listeners all the time, uh, which we do have new listeners um, all the time coming through, but uh, we appreciate more. So just give me more. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so that's all I got for this week. Uh, anything from you guys? Until next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.